Welcome to Bassmaster Radio, presented by Phoenix Boats, the show for fishermen by fishermen. Today's show is brought to you by Enigma Fishing, cast, catch, repeat. Visit Anderson, South Carolina, home of beautiful Lake Hartwell. Phoenix Boats, experience the difference. And by the Bass Anglers Sportsman Society. Now here's lifetime BASS member Tom Abraham. Welcome to this week's episode of Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. I am Tom Abraham, your guide for the next hour as we feature the Bassmaster Elite Series and those looking to get into that exclusive group through the St. Croix Bassmaster Open Series and the up-and-comers on the Strike King Bassmaster College Series and the tens of thousands of Bass Nation anglers around the country competing on the local level, all with a chance to advance to the big leagues of professional fishing. Now, the Bass Nation operates youth, high school, and college programs, including a junior bass Bassmaster Championship, High School National Championship, College National Championship, and the College Bracket Event, leading to a Bassmaster Classic birth. The Bass Nation is at the grassroots of who we are. And for more information about how to become a member or to start a Bass Nation club, visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Nation tab. Now, the best way to communicate with the show is to visit our Facebook fan page at Facebook.com forward slash Bass or on Twitter at Bassmaster and use the hashtag Bass Radio. You can also listen to all the shows at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio or just hit the nation tab at Bassmaster.com and click on Bassmaster Radio. We also encourage you to visit our YouTube page at Bassmaster Radio for video versions of interviews with select guests. That's YouTube forward slash Bassmaster Radio. Well, the Elite Series pros are getting ready to head north and west to South Dakota, except AOI leader Brandon Polinick, who will head east from his home in Idaho for the next stop on the tour, the massive Lake Oahe. Having a sneaky good year is North Carolina pro Matt Airy, who, despite not having a top 10 finish yet this year, is eighth in the AOI standings due to making six of the seven Saturday cuts so far this season. Airy is coming up on this week's show. Second in the standings, albeit 41 points back, is Tennessee and David Mullins, who finished second to Clark Wendlet a couple of years ago by a scant three points. And that was after losing a six-pounder at the boat at Eufaula. Mullins has his eyes set on a strong finish to heat up Polinick's seat and is coming up today as well. Between those two guys is Bass Times editor Brian Brasher with an interesting take on the number of tournaments that we see on our favorite bodies of water and the sustainability of the printed magazine, which we all love to find in the mailbox. Welcome back to Bassmaster Radio, presented by Phoenix Boats. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And welcome back, Phoenix Boats, Bassmaster Radio. And speaking of Phoenix Boats, you know what? It is uh, an even-numbered year, which means David Mullins is competing once again for an AOY title, trying to chase down Brandon Polinick about 41 points back or so. Uh, Brandon Polinick, as the uh, tour will swing through South Dakota and back and end up in, uh, in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And he joins us now. David, welcome back to the show. How are you? Oh, doing great. Thanks for having me again. What is it about you every other year? I mean, it was a couple of years ago, what, three points you finished behind Clark Wendlet. Uh, I got a little more ground to make up on, on this one, but, uh, it, it's a, maybe feels a little daunting, you know, having to chase Polinick all the way to as close to his home state that we ever get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be, uh, you know, he's a good competitor to a fierce competitor and 
he's not going to give me an inch, and I'm not going to give him an inch. So we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, well, we are going to see how it pans out. And, you know, this season got off to such a strong start for you. I mean, is that a typical thing, the way you fished Florida? I mean, you were you were very, very tough uh, in Florida to get things started. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it just, you know, it took me several years to, to learn these stuff because, you know, the only – only background I ever had was fishing Cherokee and Douglas right here at the house. So mm-hmm. it took me several years to learn how to fish some of these things. And you know, I would have I would have had a good year last year if I if I didn't have some mechanical troubles the first day of uh, St. John's. I had a really nice bag the second day, and but uh, you know, I didn't even get to weigh in the first day, so that that killed my. You know, and you start off with a bad finish like that. You know, you're just behind the eight ball the rest of the year. Right, right. Well, it's certainly not the case uh, this year. You've been in front of that eight ball quite a bit with that fifth place finish at the St. John's, fourth place finish the following week at uh, Harris Chain, and uh, and on you go from there. And it's been a solid year all year, making those cuts. And um, you know, it, it, and it's not like you're finishing in the mid twenties or thirties. I mean, sixteen and sixteen, the last two tournaments, Pickwick and at the St. Lawrence River, has put you in great shape. Is there any been any key strategic Strategically, to this season that, that has held you, you know, had had you so consistent. Uh, no, just you know, like I said, just getting experience. Out of that probably the biggest disappointment for me was Lake Chickamauga. I mean, that that place was fishing my style and fishing my uh, strengths, and I just you just couldn't. It was just weird down there because you couldn't really get enough bites to tell you, you know, this is what you need to do. You, I could catch one flipping, and I catch one on chatterbait, catch one on crankbait, and it's like I, I that your mind was constantly going for me there. And that's probably the biggest disappointment because the guys who won it, uh, it finished well, you know, they were doing stuff that I really excel at. So that was probably the, the biggest disappointment for me of the year. But, you know, I, I don't have any, I can't sit here and put my finger on any key to what's going on. It's just, you know, things are, things are clicking better now. It's, it seems that that's the way it is with fishermen. A lot of times you're thinking about chick. I'm thinking about all these great finishes that you had, but your mind kind of goes to that one. And you think, well, you know, if it ends up that I end up second in the AOI again, you're going to point back to, you know, not being able to dial it in as the way you wanted to at, at chick. Right. I mean, if fishermen never think about the good stuff, they seems to me, you think more about the ones that got away. Oh yeah. And even back when uh, Clark won AOI, you know, I, there was a fish that I had stuck at you follow that yep. was over six pounds. And that sucker come off at my hand. Mm. And, you know, if I land that, I'd only have to fish the, the last tournament and win the AOI. And even if I, if, even if I fished clean at Lake Fork, I would have won AOI. So, yeah, it's, you, you, I don't remember all the great finishes that I've had, but I, I surely remember the bad ones. Like, like duck hunting. You know, you never remember all the good dogs you've hunted with, but you'll remember the bad ones every time. <laughs> well, you've had more, a lot more good ones and bad ones, certainly, this year. And uh, so you turn this thing north now. And you're heading up to uh, Pierre. Well, it isn't Pierre, South Dakota. It's a different spot than you fished in 2018, right? At Hawaii, this is a this is a, I mean, this is a lake that's like a great lake. It's so huge, like nothing that we have uh, in the South in terms of reservoirs. But uh, you were you were middle of the pack there last time, middle of the pack at Lacrosse, Wisconsin last time. What do you take from that experience at uh, at Hawaii from last time that you'll take into this tournament? Uh, you know, just knowing it's a, you know, a predominant, I think it's a predominant, I, I don't remember any largemouth anyway, so it's a predominant smallmouth fishery, it's clear, it's very big, it's actually like the fourth largest reservoir in America, mm-hmm. um, and just, 
just knowing, you know, kind of how it lays out, you know, and it, it, it was, it's a big place. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of places that you could go to, you know, even fuel up to, if you wanted to run a long way. So, you know, you pretty much ran until you had about a half a tank in the boat and then turned around and came back. <laughs> so we're going, it's totally different for us because where we're going out of now, you couldn't even get there last time. So, I, you know, I'm pretty much going into it blind again and, I'll be learning all new stuff. 215 miles or so long. It's it's 2,500 miles of of uh, shoreline. I think 370,000 acres, something like that. What do you do? Do you try to make a big lake a small lake? Are you looking for a certain kind of a spot, or are you looking for a certain kind of condition? Um, you know, for you as a and you're an outstanding smallmouth fisherman too. So, um, you know, what what is it that you do with a body of water that's that big? I think you just got to take in mind what's going on. If it's a, is it an offshore deal, whether it's going to be a spot or where is it going to be a shallow deal where it's just an area, you know, it's just something you just got to kind of, you kind of get up there and feel out what's going on and then make your decisions from there. Yeah. I don't think you can go. And that's probably the, probably another thing I've changed. You can't go in any preconceived deal. You just kind of go fishing. That's why, you know, usually when you fish a lake for the first time, you fish it the best because, you have nothing to, you know, there's no other thoughts about falling back to try something else that worked before or try an area. You know, you're just kind of going into it clean. I think that's what, uh, that's when you're fishing the best. David Mullins with us here. Phoenix Pro David Mullins with us here. And uh, I see from your Facebook page that you've gone ahead and uh, put your boat up uh, to, for it to be marketed. And, and, and you're looking forward to the next one. Have you uh, have you already picked out that uh, that next one? Is it being built in Winchester, Tennessee, which happens to be the home of Bassmaster Radio? I actually ordered it today. So I, I nice. ordered my new one today. Put my put my other one up for sale. It, it'll be available September the sixth, and that'll give me enough home, enough time to get home from uh, from Wisconsin. Uh, be able to dove hunt that weekend. Uh, we're going to dove hunt on the third, and a couple of days to clean the boat up, and then they can go to whoever it wants to. There you go, and get it uh, taken care of. And you guys do a great job. I know it's very, very. Um you know, important for you to take care of that boat throughout the year. Yes, you put a lot of hours on it and you've been all over the country with it, but you take care of it because when you sell it, you want that resale value to, to be uh, maximized, right? Well, you got to. And then, uh, you know, we put a lot of hours on it. You know, I had mine checked. I had 280 hours on it. Not bad. And, but 135 hours was idling. Right. That's how much time behind the wheel. And you go to a lot of these lakes, like these summertime events, you know, and you're, you're just looking the whole time where we went to fork was like that went to pickwick was like that so you know it's not a lot of running time on it sometimes yeah david mullins with us here um I I can't talk to Polinick about his lead. He doesn't want to know. He says he never checks. He doesn't want to know what the points are. I don't know how he could avoid it. Uh, if you're listening, it's 41 points, uh, Brandon. Um, he, he, just, he doesn't want to know. With you, you're the pursuer. Do you have things in mind? Do you go? Are you just going fishing, or are you thinking, all right, I got to finish top 10, and if he falls to, you know, stutters one day, I can jump into this position and take it to lacrosse. I mean, are you thinking that way at all? Do you do the math, or do you just go fishing? No, I don't think you can. In my place, I don't think you can. I don't even look at that stuff really. I, if I wasn't, if I wasn't told where I was, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what position. But I mean, it's just like um, you know, I've talked about it before with Mercer, and and you know, people talk about setting these goals and all this, and I'm like, you know, what's my goal? Uh, well, I go out there and fish as hard as I can. I, I can't do anything extra, you know. And if if you do that every tournament, I think you're okay. And you know, I 
that's just the, that's just my mindset on it. I, I don't look at, you know, well, I got to finish this. I got to finish that. I'm going out there and I'm doing the best I can. And, and if if I catch them, I catch them. If I don't, I don't. But I don't want any preconceived goals that this is where I have to be because, you know, what if you don't do that? Are you setting yourself back or sure. whatever else? So I never never did for me understand like setting setting goals when you're going out there each time and fishing as hard as you can and doing the best you can. Well, one place we will see David Mullins is at the 2023 Bassmaster Classic, which will be just on the road out of Knoxville for him on uh, waters that he knows pretty well. So we'll be looking forward to that. David, safe travels to South Dakota and uh, good luck up there. And uh, let's see if you can't make this thing a race. Hey, thank you very much. I hope we do. Uh, thank you, David Mullins. Like that guy. Runs a Phoenix. All right, we'll get a break in here. Uh, when we come back, Brian Brasher from Bass Times. He's coming up next on Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. Welcome back to Bassmaster Radio, presented by Phoenix Boats. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. Now, welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. And now a chance to talk to a guy. Well, I haven't talked to him in a minute. Um, he does a tremendous job as uh, the editor of Bass Times. You read him on the back page of Bassmaster Magazine as well. He is uh, the one and only Brian Brasher. Brian, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing very well, man. How are you? I am tremendous. i got to tell you. Um, as we record this interview uh, from our Bassmaster Radio studios, um, my my couple of my grandsons are hanging out in the studio, and one of them is sitting over in the corner reading a Bassmaster magazine. Uh, he's nine years old, and he can't get enough of it, and he's just thumbing through it, and you know, thumb, thumbing through Grandpa's Bassmaster magazines, which there are stacks of on the shelves. And I just thought that you would appreciate that. It's a beautiful thing, you know, to see uh, see these youngins looking at Bassmaster. Master Magazine. We always love to hear that. And I, I think there is a turn back toward that. You see more and more younger people uh, walking around with copies of the magazine. And, and I, I think that's great. If you can digest it from from the digital realm and from the print realm and then watch a little bass live on, on TV and then listen to Bassmaster Radio, man, that gives you a lot of choices. It's funny. This is like uh, kismet here. As we're talking about that, there's some uh, pictures that are floating by on the uh, on the TV here in the studio. And one of me and Bob Cobb at the Classic just went by. So here we are. I'm talking to one of the editors. There's the great Bob Cobb up there. On the, it's just all kind of serendipitous, I guess. The way the way yeah, it comes together. Funny, yeah. funny, funny story. You know, when when we did the the Ray Scott tribute issues, Bob Cobb uh, wrote us a story for Bassmaster, and I was editing that story, just reading through, and there was the tiniest of mistakes. I mean, just a little bitty mistake, and I corrected it. And then I sat straight up at my desk and thought, I just edited Bob Cobb. <laughs> How crazy is that? And it, it sort of made me feel freaky and wanted to, to go and ask and make sure that, that I was right on that before I corrected them. But uh, he, he's a legend and, and a good guy. Just, just a really good guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. And when we did our uh, when we did our tribute episode uh, after uh, Ray passed, uh, uh, Bob of course was on for that, and he was tremendous. And I had the pleasure of having Ray on about two and a half, three years ago. And, yep. um, you know, he was in and out a little bit. I mean, you knew what was going on. But, man, when he was on, he was on. I mean, he was so sharp. And I did probably, in that particular case, I did about 
18, 19 minutes with him so that I could edit it down to a really good 12 minutes. And, uh, man, he was sharp. It was, it was amazing. Um, and, and some of the recollection and the sense of humor was still there. And you knew you were talking to the bass boss. I mean, it was just something special whenever you got a chance to talk to Ray. One of the smartest human beings I've ever talked to. Yeah. I mean, from, from a business standpoint, from a good old horse sense standpoint, one of the smartest guys I've ever talked to without a doubt. Yeah. And, and, you know, going back to the magazine and, and to Bass Times, I just hope we don't lose that. I know there is this move to the digital, and I, and I get what the digital brings to the table. There's no doubt about it. Um, I don't read a newspaper anymore. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm at a remote enough spot where I, where I can't get, uh, you know, I used to read the Tennessee and cover to cover uh, out of Nashville, and I just don't really can't even get it delivered anymore to where I am on the uh, Alabama Tennessee border these days and um so I don't I miss that Sunday paper and sitting there and and, and reading it cover to cover and um the only magazine I get anymore I mean I don't look at Sports Illustrated that's all dated stuff to me um but sure. man, man my Bassmaster magazine and my Bass Times those get absorbed and it and and I just hope we never stop having those pages to turn well, I tell you, anything can happen, so so you never know. But I sense a tremendous amount of support from this company for the print publications. I think they realize how important they are. Uh, Bassmaster uh, goes to every member, uh, so obviously it's it's very important. And then Bass Times is is targeted. You know, life members and and nation members get it and i i, I really I, I believe me working with it being my livelihood i i'm concerned about it a little bit myself but uh we, we even had a meeting a, a while back uh, where i felt just a, a, a wonderful sense of positive energy uh toward the print publication so i'm i'm glad to hear you say that and i, and I honestly think that the news is good on that front yeah yeah and and i think that the value is in the the seasonal how-tos. Also, from tournament coverage, it's the peeling back the onion, getting a little deeper. Because now, you know, we watch it on Bassmaster Live, or you look at it on the website. You get we're really pretty much we got a pretty good idea what happened in a tournament, um, but. You know, you guys are able to go deeper and uncover those deeper stories. I think are great, and I love the. Um, this slice of life type stories about the guys themselves, about the pros themselves. And you find out who was an athlete and when they learned to fish and some of the different things like that, that, that I think are really good to develop their personalities even more. So I think those are the types of things that will make it continue to thrive. And the importance to the anglers. I mean, if you knew the, the desire these guys have to be on the covers of these magazines, it's very flattering uh, for, for myself and for James Hall just, just to know how badly they want to be featured on the covers of, mm-hmm. of these publications. So it, it's important to them as well, and I think that means it's important to their sponsors. So yeah. right down the line, I think the, the magazines mean a whole lot. And when you go to ICAST, when you go to the Classic, you don't see somebody carrying around a printout from the website. You see them carrying around a magazine. Yeah. They're going to get Brandon Palnick to autograph something. It's a uh, an issue with the magazine. So uh, I, I think they have their place in the world, and I'm thankful for that. I'm like you. I miss reading that Sunday newspaper from cover to cover. That, yeah. that was one of my favorite things in the world. But, uh, you know, the, that time has passed in most places, and uh, I, I'm glad that we are able to uh, survive and, and thrive uh, to some extent. Yeah, we have the same experience with Bassmaster Radio. Um, you know, after every elite 
event, we get the top three finishers that come on, and they're always eager to come on. Um, I can't remember. We'll go. This will be six years of Bassmaster Radio coming up this uh, at the end of this year, and I can't remember uh, anybody ever big time in us or saying no, they don't have the time for it or whatever. They're always very appreciative when they get that text, and I'm always constantly looking at the roster to make sure I'm getting everybody through and getting them their coverage and so on. And it's the same thing. That's the one thing that reminds me of NASCAR when I was a kid, the NASCAR of the '80s and '90s. These guys, um, they really want to do a great job for their sponsors, and they crave that attention that we can give them, and they don't, uh, you know, they just don't big time you at all. I sort of got in on the tail end of that uh, with the Birmingham News covering the Allisons and the Alabama gang, mm-hmm. and I know exactly what you're talking about. Boy, you you talk about getting somebody on the phone, you, you could get them. Yep. And, and our anglers are that way, and boy, we're thankful for that. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And uh, so I've been I've been reading your commentaries. Of course, I always read it from uh, the back of the magazine and from the front of the Bass Times. And uh, I, I guess we have either too many tournaments or not enough tournaments or just the right number of tournaments. Nobody ever writes and says, hey, we got just the right number of tournaments uh, in, in our world. It's always too many or, or not enough. And I look at the stuff. Uh, there's the tournaments, of course, on my home lake like there is everywhere all around at this time. A lot of nighttime tournaments and, uh, um, you know, people complain. They, they just... I don't know what it is about fishermen that just don't want to complain uh, about a lot of things, but um, it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It, it's as old as the sport, I think. I don't think that's exclusive to fishermen. We, <laughs> we have a lot of complainers in the world, and with access to social social media, the complaints just sort of fire off a lot easier than they used to. But you hear it so much now that we have too many tournaments, mm-hmm. and we we need to do something. You know, we need to cut that back. We need to limit the number of tournaments. And you are never going to find me in favor of limiting the amount of time anglers can be on the water. And that that was just, you know, I wrote the the first column for Bassmaster that said, you know, we got just enough tournaments. The 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 amount of tournaments we need is however many people want to have. Mm-hmm. And then the follow-up to that in Bass Times was, you know, if we start limiting the number of tournaments, you sort of know which ones are going to get cut out. It's All not right. going to be that tournament on the weekend that, that with the $10,000 first-place prize. It's going to be your little fun tournament that guys have fished, and, and they fish more for the competition and the camaraderie. And I'm not saying they're not serious. I've fished many 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock Tuesday evening pot tournaments where they were just blood and guts affairs. Mm-hmm. But uh, but they don't pay anything. You know they you don't make any money winning those tournaments. You're not going to pay your bills. And those tournaments, I just have a feeling, would be the first to go. And I don't want to see that. I, if we want to protect the fish, then let's protect the fish. You know, yeah. We need to change some regulations and keep fewer fish, or or go to a minimum size limit, or whatever we need to do. But but that's conservation. A lot of what these guys are talking about with fewer tournaments is not conserving. It's hoarding. They're, yeah. they're concerned about fish still being there on their brush pile when that big tournament rolls around on Saturday. And I understand that. I, I want them to be there, too. But I want everybody to have their chance at, at fishing when they want to. Right. If they decide they want to hold the tournament on Wednesday, more power to them. And yeah. um that 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 was the focus of those two columns. Right, right. And in our final minute, I think the other thing that, I mean, there's a whole other story to be written, and uh, it's on the charity fishing tournament. I mean, I, I don't think people fully realize the tens of thousands of dollars that are raised in charity tournaments, which I know I've been a part of some of the biggest ones in the country, and I think that's a whole other story, the good it has done in a charity tournament. 
And I've known guys who fished those tournaments and won big first place payouts, turned right around and donated those payouts back to whatever charity they were raising money for. So to see any of those cut out would be a tragedy. So you you just, you never know. I mean, it's some of them, you know, it's the focus of a guy's week and that's fine. He looks forward to Tuesday night tournament more than anything else. And that's fine. Some of them are raising money for St. Jude Hospital, thousands and thousands of dollars. So, so what are you going to cut out? You know, which one are you going to take away? I just think there, there's a better way to handle fish care, fish protection than keeping anglers off the water. Brian Brasher has been our guest. Brian, I appreciate you so much. The work you do is so great, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting again. Man, you call any time, okay? All right, I hear you. That's Brian Brasher. He does a tremendous job with Bass Times. All right, we'll get a break in here. When we come back, Matt Airy sneakily has slipped into the top ten in the AOI standings. We'll talk to him next right here on Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. Welcome back to Bassmaster Radio, presented by Phoenix Boats. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. And welcome back to Phoenix Boats, Bassmaster Radio. And now it's time to talk to a guy that's having a sneaky good year. I mean, this guy is an excellent angler. He is a Toyota pro. He is Matt Airy, and he joins us now. Matt, welcome to the show. How are you, man? I'm good and doing great, Tom. Uh, glad to be back on the show. Is that a is that a kind of a decent definition of this season sneaky good i mean you had the 14th place finish at the classic but outside of that you know 19th 22nd 11th a 13th at pickwick you got the one dog in there at lake fork but it's been kind of sneaky good and the next thing you know you're in the top 10 in the angler to year points Uh, yeah and i think sneaky is a good way to put it because we have not we're what eighth in the aoy now we haven't had a top 10 all year so um you know, I, I've, I've always kind of tried to be a consistent angler in my goal each and every year, obviously, to make the Bassmaster Classic, our championship. And, and you know, I, that's it's looking pretty good going in the last couple of events. And, and, and I'm not going to complain. You know, yes, we want top ten because we want to win some events. But, um, you know, anytime you can uh, make it run at the uh, top ten in the AOI stands on the Bassmaster Elite Series, you've had a good season, period. So. And isn't that important for your job as a professional fisherman? Because, look, let's be honest, your sponsors drive the bus for you guys, and I would think that for them to be seeing you, uh, seeing you consistently finish in tournaments in the top 20 and getting making every cut, those types of things, that's as important as anything else for them to, you know, for your great sponsors to see what you're doing and, uh, and want to continue to support you. Yeah, 100%. I mean, our credibility – as an angler, you know, directly reflects our uh, uh, our performance at, at the tour level events, and and it, and it reflects, you know, the sponsors and the companies that support us, and you know, it, 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 that's why making the Bassmaster Classic is, you know, I, I, if you win an elite tournament, that is phenomenal. But if you win an elite tournament every year and you never make that classic, big difference because the classic and the attention that the Bassmaster Classic gets, largest stage, largest event in our sport is it's unmatched it's truly unmatched and and that's where you really get the eyeballs that's where you really get the credibility that's where you really get the notoriety and you know that's that's the goal is is to so we haven't cracked the top 10 all year but it looks like you know knock on wood we don't really screw up at the last two events we're going to be making our you know fourth or uh fourth consecutive classic and 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 that's that's where we want to be you know we want to be on the biggest stage uh 
with uh, with a shot at winning the biggest title. Yeah, no, I don't want to jinx you, but eighth in the points, it would take a monumental collapse. I mean, uh, you'd like not <laughs> not show up, you know what I mean? Type of type of collapse to, for you not to. That's just not the way you fish. Is that part of your game plan though? Too? Do you go in? So some guys go in swinging for the fences all the time, and then and they're in trouble. All of a sudden, they find themselves, you know, in the middle of the second day, you know, searching out a limit. Is your strategy always in practice to go in there and find a uh, sustainable limit of fish and then be able to build from that uh, just to make sure that you're, you know, because I know I personally, when I turn them in fish, I fish the opens and so on. I always feel a lot better when the well is filled. If it's well is filled up by 930 in the morning, now you, know, you always feel a lot better uh, the rest of the day as you're trying to build it. Well, sure. And let's be honest. We all, we all fish better with a limit in the box, regardless of where you are and how big of a limit you have. You always fish better and a little bit more relaxed with a limit in the box. And, uh, that is my game plan, but you know, the, the term swinging for the fences, you know, I, I don't necessarily buy that. A lot of guys say that, but swinging for the fences is making bad decisions sometimes, you know, that mm-hmm. it kind of crosses over. It kind of, it's kind of the same thing, right? Cause we're up here trying to fish to make the classic. Everybody's trying to make the classic. So swinging for the fence, if you're in a position to where you're 11th in the AOI points, you know you can't win an AOI title, it's the last tournament of the year, and you want to just make some crazy, crazy risks that might have a super high reward, but you know you might also zero, then that's one thing. But swinging for the fence during regular season events, especially early in the season, I just don't – I don't buy that. I mean, you know, we're all, every elite angler on the tour is trying to win every tournament they fish, okay? Mm-hmm. And – the decisions that we make as anglers all kind of, you know, I'll be honest with you. Some of the best tournaments I've ever had, I went in with a conservative approach and it just kind of unfolded. Uh, but that, that goes into fishing, you know, fishing the moment, fishing the conditions and, and, and keeping an open mind while you're on the water. But, you know, I mean, if, if you're saying, you know, a, a guy who says he swings for the fence every tournament, say, let's just say a Greg Hackney or a Jason Christie or something like that. That's just their style. That's what fits yeah. them. And that's what works for them. But they, in turn, in, in they also make classics every year, so um, you know it's 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 kind of a I don't know it's kind of a loaded uh, a loaded term or a loaded sentence that's used a lot in our sport. And guys, you know, guys use that as an excuse a lot of times. And I I just I'm not, I don't I mean I don't like to hear that when a guy goes yeah. on stage and it's day two and he weighed in twenty two pounds the first day and on day two he had six and he's like, well, I was trying to win the tournament, yeah. I was trying to swing for the fence. You know, I don't I don't, I don't buy that. Come yeah. on. So in other words, when they say swinging for defenses, what they mean is they sucked that week, right? Is that, is that what they mean? Yeah, okay, you said it, Tom. Not <laughs> just say. Why don't they just? Yeah, I kind of. Like, well, I went swinging for the fans, meaning I made bad, terrible decisions and I sucked today. Yep. I want to see somebody say, "I went out there swinging for singles. I went out there trying to get a bunk single." Is what I was trying to do. I didn't swing for the fences. Yeah, Matt Airy with us here talking about how his season has gone in. Yeah, look, man, I look at your sheet for this year. That making that Saturday cut is huge. Every single event except for Fork, you have made the cut, uh, meaning you're fished on Saturday. Now, you're not fishing on Sunday, but you're fishing on Saturday. That's $10,000 minimum every single tournament. You know, that, that, that puts a little gas in the truck and kind of keeps you moving on down the road and covers your entry fee and things like that. So, you know, making that cut is, is, is critical. And I think that's something, and that also lands you in the top 10, you know, with two events to go in the points. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, cashing that, uh, that day three check is a lot better than cashing that, uh, that no day three check. I can promise you that yeah. it helps the bank account. It helps your spawn. It, it kind of goes all into one, one melting pot there, but you know, and it's kind of funny cause we, we have had a good year. It's been consistent. Uh, we talked about it earlier. I've, I've had zero top tens, but we're inside the top 10 AOI standings. Yeah. And you know, 
all the tournaments this year and the the, the three day cuts, the day three cuts that I've made, and, and but the day four, you know, cuts that I've missed. I I haven't had a live camera all year e- e- either, and I don't know if I should say that because all my sponsors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but you know, I haven't I haven't had a live camera in the boat all year, and and uh, you know that's that's part of it too. You know, that's a big deal to get on Bassmaster Live and be able to kind of break down what you're doing and promote your sponsors and, 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 you know, just, just give everybody a different perspective from, from the different anglers in the elite series. And, and, you know, I like, uh, I, I like, I'd like to see more of that from bass, you know, a little bit more diversity. I mean, obviously you have to follow the top five guys, but then, you know, jumping down to like 20th through 25th place on day three and there are things like that, just mixing it up a little bit more on day three. You've got to have cameras on the leaders, right? You've yeah. got to have cameras on the leaders, well, but, you know, mixing it up a little bit more would be, I think it'd be interesting from a fan standpoint, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, I know Bowman and uh, and Mike McKinnis are fans of the show, so hopefully they just heard you what you had to say there. And I don't know who makes that decision. <laughs> to be, it might be Zona making a decision. I don't know who decides uh, who, who gets I know Ronnie Moore doesn't make that decision, but uh, in, any, <laughs> in, in any event. All right. So you were not with Bass when they went to Oahe in 2018. Uh, great career with the FLW. I, I, didn't, I don't know if you've ever seen the place before. Did you go out there? Uh, are you going to see it for the first time at practice? Tell me something about Hawaii, because I'm sure that you fished out of lacrosse. Everybody is, you know, that's been doing this for as long as you have has been up to the, the, the Mississippi River at some point in time. But what about Oahe? This is a wild card. So it it really is a wild card, especially for me. The only the only time I've seen it is through Google Earth and satellite imagery on map studies and things like <laughs> that lately. Uh, I've uh, I've done some uh, done some research online, and you know what I didn't realize about Oahe was just the sheer size of that fishery. You know, you're talking, if I'm not mistaken, over 300,000 acres of water. Wow! And if, if I read it correctly, it's one of the top five largest. Um, lakes in, in in the u.s and and that's that's uh you know you can say intimidating you can say overwhelming but i look at it as as an opportunity you know to, for our field to get up there really spread out really be able to maximize the fishery showcase the fishery and uh you know i hear we're going at a good time i i've got some reports from a few of the elite guys that went last year uh roughly the same time of year and do a little pre-practice and they said the fishing was phenomenal they caught a ton of fish um you know primarily all smallmouth. uh so it should be a should be a lot of fun. And, and I, I always love, you know, one of the greatest things about our careers as professional anglers, we get to travel all across the country and see some of the most beautiful places that our country has to offer. And I've never been to the, the, the state of South Dakota. So although it's 23 hours from my driveway, yeah. I'm still quite, uh, quite excited about seeing that fishery for the first time and, and being able to try to try to uh, kind of piece together the puzzle, you know? Uh, 231 miles in length, uh, the lake itself, a shoreline of 2,250 miles of shoreline uh, on the lake. It's the fourth largest reservoir in the country. It has water 200 feet deep if you need it, 370,000 uh, acres, which is um, let's see, about six times the size of Gunnersville. Uh, yeah, and they got, I think, one marina. So, you know, I don't know how far you can go. <laughs> they got like three marinas on the whole lake, I think. I'm not sure. From a gas standpoint, you got to kind of pick your spot, I guess, and, and do that. Now, what about what about lacrosse? What about what's uh, going up there to the upper Mississippi? So it's funny. You said, you know, I should have some experience up there. I, uh, I fished professionally, I guess, this is my fourth, 14th season, maybe, yeah. as a full-time professional angler. And I, uh, I've only been there one time, and that was the year my youngest daughter was born. And um, that was in 2017 in uh, early May or mid-May. Um, it was kind of a, 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 a right around the spawn there. Well, was, I think a lot of the largemouth were finishing up, but a lot of the smallmouth were spawning. Uh, we had a great event. 
but it, you know that's the only time I've been there. Mm. Obviously, it's a different time of year. The fisheries change a lot over the years. You know, grass fisheries, especially river systems with grass, tend to change a lot throughout the years. Um, I am excited to go back. Uh, you know, that time of year in lacrosse, there's always um, a decent frog bite. So uh, there you go. You know, I love I love the double frog, and it should be, should be a lot of fun. I, I am very excited about going back to lacrosse. All right, and they uh, got they got awesome cheese curds up there too. They do got the some so cheese curds. Exciting. Yeah, no, there's no doubt yeah. about it. They got some cheese curds. You say on the Wisconsin side, especially They're, they definitely got some cheese curds. Matt Airy with us here. All right, before I let you go, uh, Lunker text. This thing is addictive. I, I I'm a member, uh, yeah, you know, of Lunker text. I get that text every day, and uh, I'll be honest with you. I hit that button. You make it really easy. It seems like this is a home run, though. And let's be honest. I mean, the pricing is ridiculous. The deals that you can get through Lunker text is really something. Uh, just tell me how that thing has exploded for you guys. Yeah, and, and you can attest to it as a customer. It, you know, it truly is, Tom, the easiest, most convenient way to buy fish and tackle and to save a lot of money on fish and tackle. We we, we have brands all across the industry and uh, a lot of good stuff, as you know, but it's 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 just so simple and it's very addictive, like you said. But you save on average about forty to fifty percent off of retail on all the Lunker Text deals that we send out. There's typically three or four a week. It's free to sign up. That's the greatest thing about it. Lunkertext.com and it's hundred percent free to sign up. So you sign up, you start getting the text, you get pictures of the you know, what the baits are that you're getting. Uh, typically it's bundle deals. Uh, it'll show you a price, we'll even give you a couple fishing tips in there sometimes. Um, so it's a really neat deal and it, and it has exploded. You know, our inventory's getting back to where it should be. As, as you know, that's been an uphill battle for everybody in our industry over the last year or two. And, um, you know, it's everything's uh, it's rocking and rolling, man. And, and, and our customers are great. You know, we, you can go on our website and see the reviews. People just love it. You know, like yourself, it's very addictive. Yeah. I, I will warn you. It's very in a, addictive. In a good way, though. You can, you just and, and oh, yeah. I've been listening yeah. to Scott Martin talk about that bandito bug for years, it seems like. So uh, when I saw the bandito <laughs> bug come up there, the Guggenbait's bandito bug, I said, ooh, I got to get some of these. And, and there it was, half price. So I hit two. I mean, it was like $13 for a big pack of bandito bugs. And I just put the number two in there. It goes right to you. I get a text immediately right back. It'll ship in a couple of days. And, uh, you know, and I get, and, and, I'll, and I'll be able to try to bandito bug so it's a it's really a great great service and and i and i and I know you guys do a great job with it well thank you and 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 you said it best when you get that text you takes you two seconds to respond with a number and you're done yeah you're done that's yeah. it Exactly. All right, Matt Arias been our guest. Matt, um, be safe on that 20-some-odd-hour drive to South Dakota. Enjoy it. It's a beautiful country to, to be able to see, and uh, we wish you the best of luck out there. Tom, thank you so much, man. Great talking to you again. All right, thank you. That's Matt Airy, and uh, this guy, he's a, he's a hell of a stick, and he's very consistent. That's why he's eight now in the AOI points. All right, we'll come back and wrap it up next. This is Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. Welcome back to Bassmaster Radio, presented by Phoenix Boats. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham. Final segment of Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio, and as we idle this show back to the dock, let's take a look at some news and notes from around the pond. Now, coming up next week, the best high school anglers in the country descend upon the beautiful Lake Hartwell out of Anderson, South Carolina, and Green Pond Landing. Bassmaster Radio is planning on being on the scene, and Neil Paul of Visit Anderson will be joining us as well. Bassmaster Radio has a new home at the new Bassmaster.com. You'll now find us under the Nation tab, which seems quite fitting. Of course, you can always go to Bassmaster.com forward slash radio to find the show as well and on the Sports Map Radio Network and select other great stations around the country. 
Rapala Fantasy Fishing is underway, and you can win great prizes during every elite tournament by going to Bassmaster.com and clicking on the Fantasy page to register your team. There are individual prize packages each week and a grand prize for the season-long winner that includes over $20,000 in prizes plus a fishing trip with Davey Height. Check out profishing.shop for our exclusive lifestyle line, hashtag fish on, to proclaim your love of fishing and take a look at the legendary lake series as well. You can even buy Bassmaster radio gear and check out the new line of coffee mugs. That's profishing.shop. And if you're like me, you never stop learning the best bass fishing techniques and tricks. And now we have a place to find it all in one place with the Bass University's BassU.TV forward slash radio. You'll find over 900 training courses from the most talented anglers on the planet. And check out new videos this week on some of the best summertime techniques. If you want to become a better bass angler, visit BassU.TV forward slash radio and sign up. That's BassU.TV forward slash radio and begin learning today. Taking a look at the upcoming schedule on the Elites, August 18th through the 21st out at Lake Oahe in Bridge, South Dakota. And then the finale, August 26th through the 29th at the Mississippi River out of La Crosse, Wisconsin. The next Southern Open is the finale, October 6th through the 8th at beautiful Lake Hartwell out of Anderson, South Carolina. The next Central Open will be September 22nd through the 24th at the Red River. And the final Northern Open is September 8th through the 10th at the Upper Chesapeake Bay in Cecil County, Maryland. Now remember, if you missed any of this week's show, it's always just a click away at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio. Or just hit the Nation button and click on Bassmaster Radio. So until next time, keep those lines tight and that's heavy. I'm Tom Abraham, and this has been Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. We'll be right back.